everybody. Welcome to Indigenous Superstars. I'm coming to you live from Begetti, Manitoba. Right in the, we're right in the heart of Opasquiac Cree Nation. So I want to welcome you this evening and thank you for for um, for joining us this evening. And we already have some comments on your hi Cindy and hi hi Aaron. Nice to see you. Uh, tonight we have a really awesome guest. Um, his name is Connor Chi, and he's based out of uh, uh, Arizona. And I'll, I'm just going to read his his bio. It's really uh, really impressive bio, and and I'm really excited to have him on the show tonight. And uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to read his bio. Uh, Connor Chi is originally from Page, Arizona. He's a Navajo pianist. Connor Chi began piano lessons at the age of six with Sue Barney and later Debbie Mitchell. At age 10, his family relocated to Cincinnati, Ohio, where he attended the School for Creative and Performing Arts. While there, he studied under Anna Weinstein and Simon Goyakum. At age 12, Chi won a gold medal in the World Piano Competition's Young Artist Division, earning him his first performance at New York City's Carnegie Hall. In the following years, he went on to win multiple awards in the, in the World Piano Competition, earning performances at the United Nations and, international, and an international feature on CNN. While in Cincinnati, Chi performed with the Cincinnati Pops, the Hamilton Fairfield Symphony Orchestra, and the Blue Ash Montgomery Symphony Orchestra. At age 17, he graduated from the School for Creative and Performing Arts and began studies at the Eastman School of Music under Professor Rebecca Pennies. Chi received his Bachelor of Music from Eastman in 2000, uh, 2009 and went on to earn a master's degree from the University of Cincinnati's College Conservatory of Music. Studying under Professor, Professor Elizabeth Pridanoff, he was awarded a first prize in the 2016 Bradshaw and Bueno International Piano Competition and performed in the Winner's Recital Hall at Carnegie Hall. He also received the award for Best Instrumental Recording at the 16th Annual Native American Music Awards for his album, The Navajo Piano. In addition to winning Best Instrument instrumental recording, Chi was also nominated for Best New Artist and Record of the Year. The album features original piano compositions and transcriptions based on traditional Navajo chants. Chi is currently a voting member of the Recording Academy, the Grammy Awards, and continues to perform throughout the United States. He is currently located in Phoenix, Arizona. Please welcome my friend, Conchi. Hi, Connor. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Great, I'm so thanks. excited you're on the show with me tonight. 
just saying hi to Aaron. Did you ever meet Aaron hey. Brown? Yes, we've met a few times. We've been friends for a few years now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she she's regular on this on the show, and I'm happy that she's uh, she's joining us tonight. So I'm so excited to have you here tonight. Uh, we we uh, we we met a few months before the the Grammy Awards in, in uh, Los Angeles in January, and because uh, I announced that I was I was uh, planning to attend, and then you reached out to me and and uh, and said that. Um, that we should meet. And I was so excited. I was going to meet another indigenous person at the Grammy awards. And, and we did, we got to meet there, right. At the, at the, after the amazing show, yeah. uh, uh, we went to the after party and yeah. that's where we, um, we met up and that was so cool to, to meet up with you. Yeah. I was, I was, and great. We I was got really to excited when I heard that you were going. Yeah, it was it was such a great uh, evening, and, and uh, we're just we were just talking about it earlier before the show that uh, we're going again, right? We're, we're going to go again, yes. and uh, yes, yes uh, pray for the world to heal from this COVID nineteen, and and uh, continue prayers for everyone around the world for us to continue healing. So, I'm so happy that you're you're with us tonight, and uh, I want to ask you some questions. So, um, what is inspired you to get into music? Um, you know, I started playing by ear when I was pretty young and uh, my dad got a little toy keyboard for Christmas and, uh, you know, he didn't play, but I sort of took to it and started making up my own, you know, tunes on the little keyboard. And eventually my parents got me lessons and um, yeah, I just had like a real interest from it. And, uh, you know, my family is musical. My, my grandfather, he's a medicine man. He sings. And on my mom's side as well, like her mother was very musical. So, um, you know, I think that sort of inspired me to, to keep going, uh, starting, you know, that was my interest originally, but definitely continuing with it, you know, it, it can be challenging. And I did need that inspiration and motivation to continue with my education and practicing. And that really came from my family and friends and my teacher's you know, that were role models for me and inspired me to continue. That's so awesome. So, so what, um, what, how did you get into classical music? Like what inspired you? Did you feel it inside or, or like, like how, because it's so rare for, for us indigenous musicians to, to go into that genre. Like how did you um, uh, get into the genre of classical? I, uh, well, like I said, I started playing by ear. And then when my parents saw that I was interested in the piano, they bought some, you know, generic uh, albums that were like compilations of classical music. And I really took to it, listening to it and teaching piano. A lot of teachers, they, they teach classical. And um, I think that was really where I started just at the very beginning doing classical music to learn about the piano. And even though I've moved on to many different genres that was sort of my roots was in classical music there so that's awesome so who's your favorite classical um comp composer uh Rachmaninoff is my favorite to, oh. to play and to listen to he isn't he like a really difficult um composer to play yes it's very it's very difficult to, to play uh but I think it's really rewarding 
um, and he had massive hands. So he wrote this music that for me, I have average size hands, not <laughs> hands like he had. So reaching some wow. of these chords, it, that alone can be challenging. But uh, I just love the music so much that it's worth the time I have to put in learning and practicing it. That's awesome. So now we're at one of my favorite times of the show is that we're, I'm going to give you the screen and we're going to hear a piece from Connor. Okay, let me move my camera over a little bit. Okay. Um, I'll play something actually off of my first album, uh, the Navajo Piano. Uh, this is a vocable number nine. It's actually based on a Navajo corn grinding song. Thank you for performing that. It was so beautiful. I love that. Thank you. There's Aaron saying so pretty. Um, I just want to take a few moments to acknowledge all the people that are online watching us. So I want to say hi to Gene. Gene, uh, Jeannie man, he, he's actually from my community here in Apache Cree Nation. And 
he likes to go and uh, um, go down river and he hunts and he's an awesome guy you know, on our res and Marianne from, I believe she's from Ontario. So thank you for tuning in with us tonight. And okay, and I'm going to get back on, back to asking questions to, to Connor for him to um, answer. And, and uh, I read his bio earlier and, and I'm really curious to, um, know about Carnegie Hall like how was that experience when you're performed at Carnegie Hall like they say that everyone's uh, like the way to get into Carnegie Hall is to practice 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 and please share your experience performing at Carnegie Hall um, it was it was really amazing uh, definitely a lot of practice and um, you know I had a lot of help from my family and my parents and my teachers. I mean, my teachers really went above and beyond to take that extra time to prepare me for this competition. So um, at the time, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, winning. We went into it. My teacher was like, we just need to do this to uh, really, you know, up your game, give you a good reason to practice, give you some performance experience and go through the stress of, you know, playing in front of a jury and, and all of that. So I, at the, we didn't even know at the time that I would be playing at Carnegie Hall if I won. We didn't, we didn't even look at that part. So afterwards, when I uh, got the gold medal uh, and we found out, that was just a huge, unexpected reward for me. And it was really special because uh, well, all my classmates came that were in the piano department and my family from Arizona came, uh, including my grandfather, who uh, really had never left the reservation. He'd never been on a plane before. So he flew out uh, you know, to New York and it was his first time being in the big city and uh, seeing that. And that was really special to me uh, to have them in the audience. And it was definitely very scary getting in front of a bunch of people and performing in such a you know, well-known venue. Um, but it's definitely one of the best memories I've got uh, in my all the times that I've played and performed. I, I guess so. Is I, I performed at Carnegie Hall too, but I, I, I performed with a, a choir. Um, they're, they're based out of Linflon, Manitoba, and and they're like a world-renowned choir, and, and they invited me to perform with them. And, and uh, I got to go and perform with them, and the venue is so beautiful, and the acu acoustics are so amazing, and and it was just like um, like such a wonderful place to perform and and it's such it's so famous and 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 uh yes yeah, it's it's, it's uh, wonderful to have that under your belt and especially for you like playing performing um solo that that must have been so amazing for you yeah um, yeah that's awesome so one of the one of the guests uh has a question for you. Her name's Jennifer Flat, and she's she's also from my community. Hi, Jen. How are you doing? She wants to know when did you write your first piece of music? Uh, well, I wrote my first piece when I was really young, when I just started playing piano. Because, like I said, I kind of just started playing things by ear, making up stuff. So, uh, my music teacher. Uh, she helped me write it down uh, after school one day. It was just a very simple little piece. But um, I've always kind of composed things here and there, but it was never my idea to become a composer. And that didn't happen. I would say I didn't really take that turn in my career from being a performer and a 
pianist to actually writing my own music until about 2014. I mean, I'd taken composition lessons in, in school and throughout college, but it was more just for my edification and connecting the music that I'm reading and, and performing other people's music. Uh, but it sort of took an unexpected turn uh, with my first album, The Navajo Piano. That's when I really sort of delve, dove into composing and writing and recording my own music. That's so awesome. So what is your inspiration to come that, where does your insp inspiration come from to, to um, compose your music? I wish I knew because I struggle sometimes. <laughs> it comes from everywhere, really. It comes from listening to other artists of all genres of music, uh, from uh, listening to my grandfather. I made a lot of recordings of him singing some traditional chants, and especially for my first album, that's how it came about. I had wanted to try and write down some of this music that he was singing because it could get lost, you know, it, it's a tradition that is sort of dying out. So as I was trying to write this down on sheet music, uh, I realized it just did not translate well. And so I started just composing music based on some of the things I was hearing that he did, whether it was the notes he used or the way that he uh, used repetition to develop these ideas and the, the meter, the rhythms. And so I sort of took that and made it my own. And that's definitely a source of inspiration for me when I'm trying to write a piece or trying to be inspired. You know, sometimes I, I just am like, oh, what if nothing comes to me, you know? But I know I can always just go in and listen to those recordings that I have and listen to other artists. And it sort of motivates me to get that little piece inside of me where that music comes from to be able to start writing some things down and start making music of my own. That's so awesome. So Erin has a question. She goes, she asks, any places you hope or wish to perform at in the future? Mm, that's a good question. I, that's hard to say. Uh, certainly there's all, you know, the big venues, you know, that you aspire to perform at. But I, I think what I really am enjoying lately are the smaller more intimate performances like house concerts and playing at smaller museums where you can really engage with the audience. That's the one thing I don't like about a bigger venue like Carnegie Hall. I mean, it's beautiful. It's got amazing acoustics and the instrument is wonderful, but it's uh, also sort of that tradition of you come on, you bow, you play the pieces and then you walk off. Uh, and there's a little bit of a disconnect for me there. Um, whereas in, like I said, the more intimate settings, I can talk to the audience, they can ask questions and it sort of influences what I'm playing and how I'm playing. So I think that in the future, if I had my choice, I'd have more concerts like that. That's so awesome. That's an awesome ans answer to that question. And, and I totally agree with you. I, I, I find that connecting when I'm performing, I find that having that um, connection with the audience, a live audience, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and that energy exchange and, and it's more intimate and and I, I I feel like there's a better um like a better performance, a better energy in the room and, and you mm -hmm. feel it not only you feel it but your audience feels it. Uh, okay, Monica wants to know, she said, ask him about Lady Liberty in two thousand and one. That was an amazing mm -hmm. composition after nine eleven. Yeah, I uh forgot about that piece i that's actually the the cnn uh broadcast that i was on it was the thanksgiving okay. day back in 2001 
but it was at the same time that I was playing uh, in Carnegie Hall uh, for the World Piano Competition. I think it was the second time I was there. And I had also written a piece uh, during the September 11th, all of the aftermath of, of that tragedy. Uh, and I'd written the piece and uh, eventually the CEO of the World Piano Competition asked me to perform it. And she also um, sent it over to CNN and they decided they wanted to do a story about it. And so I did perform that at uh, Carnegie Hall and they uh, actually came and filmed and did a, an interview with me there at the Steinway, uh, Steinway factory, Steinway company in New York. And um, yeah, they broadcast that on their Thanksgiving day thing, but that was, that was a long time ago. I was that's you know, 12, 12, 13. That, I'm glad that somebody asked that question. Like that's such a uh, amazing experience, like to be like Steinway and CNN. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for asking that question, Monica. So, so um, I wanted to ask you about um, like how are the people doing on the, on the Navajo Nation with with COVID? Like, how are you guys um, coping? It's it's been really challenging, very devastating. Um, you know, they've been they had been doing the weekend curfews, you know, locking down for the weekend, except for people that had to travel outside of the reservation for jobs, and uh, they've. They stopped doing that, and they're, I think, starting it again this weekend just because the numbers here in Arizona are rising. And I, I think the Navajo Nation is really trying to avoid having another spike. And um, I know it's been really challenging. And the hard part, I think, especially in the beginning, is that the culture uh, of the Navajo people, you know, when you walk into a room, you shake everybody's hand. Uh, even if, you know, you come in and there's 10 or 15 people in the room, it's rude if you don't go and shake every single person's hand. That's how we say hello and introduce ourselves. And, uh, you know, that's now with all the social distancing, it's even more of a culture shock, I think, than for people who might not be used to that. So I think that's been a, a real challenge and uh, not to mention the lack of resources and everything else. So um, luckily, they've been doing a lot of fundraisers and uh, gotten some support uh, from around the world, and they're doing their best to make sure that everybody has their essentials and can stay home as much as possible. So we can only hope that along with the rest of the world, we can do our part and uh, get this under control. That's so awesome. Well, we are all praying for you. I know me and my sister uh, donated towards the uh, the GoFundMe page that was, that was put up. And uh, we pray that the um, Navajo Nation continues to heal and continues not to be safe and to be healthy. Um, which brings me to my next question: Like, how are you handling the pandemic in, in your in terms of your artistry? It's been challenging, but um, you know, I, I had some concerts and some other things that I was supposed to travel and perform different places, and all of those got canceled, as with all performing artists. And I also, um, you know, lost out on teaching my piano lessons. Uh, I don't have that many students, as many as I used to, but, um, you know, we had to cancel those. And it's not quite the same doing my lessons uh, over FaceTime or Zoom or anything. And I've done it with a few students, but for some students, they tried it and it just didn't work out. So kind of waiting things out. And um, really, I just sort of took the time to spend in my home studio, working on my next album and practicing and getting ready for uh, when I am able to start performing again. And um, 
yeah, doing the best that I can and given the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to listen to Connor play his next uh, piece. And then we're going to, I'm going to ask him what, what he's uh, working on for his uh, next project. So I'm giving the, the screen back to you and uh, get ready for it to be entertained. incredible oh my god that was so beautiful thank you oh that was so so special thank you for sharing that with us i'm i'm uh 
I'm a little bit biased with classical uh, musicians <laughs> because I study <laughs> classical music, and I know how much uh, studying that goes into it, and and it, it's such a a difficult um, genre to to perform. So I and and, and I, I appreciate the music that you you've um, shared with us tonight, and and I just want to acknowledge the people that that, that have been. Uh, 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 that took the time to to uh, be part of the show tonight and make comments on um, the Diane Pelly. She just lives down the road from me. A lot of OCN members on tonight. So hi, OCN. Thanks for joining in. Thank you. And uh, Sandy Bay, she's been um, coming on uh, almost all my shows. Thank you. I really appreciate that you're you're on. And uh, yeah, so I want to get into your your project that you're working on right now. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, um, I'm, so I'm working on an album. I'm actually finishing up uh, the music part of it right now. Um, and it, it's going to be a visual album, so it's going to have uh, some video to go along with all of the tracks. And it's going to be it's some pieces based on just different aspects of life uh, on the Navajo Nation or pieces of the culture. Um, my last album well, was titled Emergence, and it was about the... Navajo Diné creation story and uh, this one is just more about different aspects of uh, sort of everyday life I think and um, yeah so it's going to be some uh, more piano pieces I've got a few other instruments I'm involving this time and there's a piece that's actually for two pianos uh, so uh, I'll be posting more about that on my social media and uh, that'll be out in August. That's so awesome so where can people find your your music on online? Um, you can see, uh, check out my website. That's connorchee.com, C-O-N-N-O-R-C-H-E-E. And uh, my social media and everything is also on all the major digital platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music. Um, yeah, so you can follow me on all of those and check out my music there as well. Okay. Okay. There's two questions I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. uh, from the, um, the fans that are uh, tuning in. One from Jack, he, he asks, is there any one moment musically that stands out for you on an emotional level? Um, I think there's been so many. I think that kind of goes back to uh, the question I had before. It's sort of talking about more intimate performances and being able to connect with the audience. And I think some of them some of my favorite performances uh, where I felt the best, I mean, I always sort of, uh, I don't know if you can relate to this, but every time I perform, I'm like, Oh, that was horrible. You could have done better. <laughs> I sort of always oh, yeah. very critical myself, <laughs> but the ones where I really walked away and felt at least the, a good sense of satisfaction was um, when I was playing uh, in retirement homes. Um, my piano teachers, a lot of times would have us do sort of community service and do performances at retirement homes. And, uh, some of those I felt the audience, they were just so genuinely happy to be hearing the music and they were genuinely connecting and just something about that energy. I really felt some of the pieces that I played there, I'd played many times before and I'd played even with an orchestra, but playing it solo piano, it was different. It had a different energy and uh, yeah. Uh, I, yes, I totally get what you're saying. When I first performed at a uh, uh, old folks home too, I felt that same genuine uh, love, right? And and uh, I cried really hard after my show, but I didn't cry 
during the, the show and uh, when I grew, when spoke to the, the residents. But after I felt the love so it like deep in my heart and I just cried. It was so emotional. That was probably one of the most yeah. emotional performances for me was to perform for our elders and it was uh, and empowering for me. Yeah. So, so thank you for being my guest tonight. I, I loved having you. Um, thank you we, for having me. Thank yeah, you. We're going to meet again at the Grammys. We both, yes. uh, we both recorded. Uh, we're both voting members of the Grammy awards and we're going to, we're planning to go again next year and we're going to plan a tour when next time we go, right. We're going to yes. have that. And, uh, Thank you for reaching out to me, and I'm so happy I got to meet you at the Grammys in, in uh, January in Los Angeles. And I hope that we meet up again, and we'll pray for the world to to stay safe and to stay healthy, and that we will win this this uh, COVID nineteen that's going on in the yes. world. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, Kisagitin. Love you. I guess.